Hello and welcome to my podcast Stories that Inspire. I'm your host Priyanka Joshi. I'm a success and performance coach for tweens, teens, young adults, and I also work in collaboration with parents of children to help empower them. I support tweens teams in transforming fear of future into clarity, fear of failure into confidence, and fear of judgment into high self-worth. Pod One Production. Hello and welcome to my podcast Stories That Inspire. And today, in the sixth episode, I have with me a very, very special friend, Pavya, uh, Pavya Roy. Uh, Pavya is a very highly experienced and compassionate criminal lawyer who is also the founder of Kranti Law Offices. Where uh, I think Pavya, you have offices. across india yes we do we do work across india yeah prior to establishing her own firm in 2022 she worked as a managing associate in the litigation team at lutra and lutra law offices india formerly known as lutra and lutra law office sorry to that for several years and later made the big move to dsk legal with the lnl litigation team so um i also see that uh, you have uh, specialization related to sexual harassment at workplace both laws related to sexual abuse in children diversity inclusion le- legislations and family law legislation so and a lot more i don't mean they'll make to wear my hats super super so um you know while uh, when i was talking to you the last time uh, i was so inspired by you being a lawyer but such a humanitarian lawyer such compassionate lawyer that you are using your talent and your qualifications to create such value in people's lives and uh, i would like you to take us through various uh, you know initiatives you have under your head well at this point of time uh, when we established granti uh, the whole idea was not to be a completely corporate firm and although it's nice to have the money rolling in it has to mean something at the end of the day so we started with um, and granti is a law women's law firm and it's a diversity inclusive law firm so i love that <laughs> i love it too when it's a pleasure walking into the room and uh, we started at granti which works um, as a law firm on one end we have the granti shiksha foundation that is uh, that basically works with girl children and boys one is um it's, it's one is like a selfish dream that it's feeding into is that you know i i want to feed as many kids as possible and nobody should go hungry so i do that every saturday and in delhi itself we have about uh, 1000 to 2000 kids that we do that for um at this point of time we are also uh, looking at uh, the save the bull foundation which is a foundation based out of mumbai and uh, is where we take in women who have been uh, you know rejected or are dejected from the family and are pregnant mm. and ancestors have occurred out of either uh, a sexual assault or you know it's a second pregnancy or it has been child rape and uh, or a surrogacy that has uh, you know been uh, abandoned midway so we take in and then we uh, help them and nurture them through the pregnancy process 
And then the children, of course, you know, because you can't put them back into the scenarios that you've helped them to get out of. So we basically uh, try to rehabilitate the woman, and then the children go to CWC and then further on uh, adopt from there. But as of now, it's a small-scale um, project. But what I would truly want to do is um, move it in different cities altogether. You also have a foundation that takes care of pets. Yes, it's not pets per se, not as of right now, but we are developing uh, like a, a happy hostel for them. And uh, happy hostel, I mean, you know, there are a lot of <clears throat> people with disability who uh, get along with pets and need them for their daily nights. Right? So instead of just creating a shelter, you know, we are training dogs so that, uh, I mean, for on a daily basis for people who are not so uh, sound with their socioeconomic background, they can have an aid instead of you know, just calling them street dogs. <clears throat> wow, wow. That's such a unique idea. Well, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. I don't know how you come up with such. Even I have no idea. I think I sleep into the bed. Limitless in true sense. <laughs> so, uh, Bhavya, I wanted to know that these initiatives that you have where uh, women are supported so much through their pregnancy and I think prenatal, postnatal care. Do you have a team um, yeah, of volunteers? Or is we have volunteers. We have uh, people who are employed with the um, foundation as well. But mostly it's um, it's a lot of, um, let's say, um, how would you put it? Yeah, we have volunteers. Yes, we have interns. Uh, we have people who do this part-time. Okay. But we also have uh, trained nurses and uh, doctors for emergency purposes. Oh, wow. Like they're called doulas, the women who help uh, other women during their pregnancy. So yeah. we have doulas as well. So the whole point was anything, any initiative that we take on, well, the core of it was not about it being uh, profit-making. The fit was you create employment. You give someone, you know, a place to come to a respectable journey through, uh, you know, through their days and have an income at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's great work, but uh, everybody has to put bread on the table there. Absolutely. For all of these initiatives, you also need money. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So, how many people have you supported so far? Like, or we've been in, uh, as far as we've been in the Pearl Foundation are concerned, they are about. Uh, 49 right now. We're saying full words of 49 kids. 41. As far as uh, the feed children uh, concern that we have, that is honestly the kids that we count around about uh, 1800. But, you know, when you're actually there, then it, I mean, it varies every single time. Sometimes there are 2000, sometimes there are more than 2000. So uh, moving to the further uh part of the podcast, I want to share with, I want you to share an event or incident in your life that really shaped you. Like, I'm sure there are many, but, um, and, uh, so I come in a family of athletes, right? So for us, it was, you know, fine, you get good number in school and everything, good for you. But if you don't come back with a, with a dirty jersey, you know, then you haven't finished your day. It's just like, you know, we were yelled at for not being on the field on time. And I don't, uh, I think every sport that I have played, uh, 
shooting was something that my father believed that I would be um, good at. Yeah. And I was taken to the range and within a week, uh, we had a, a state competition. And he said, no, but just, you know, shoot and see where you go. And I'm, you know, just to try, I get the feel of it. And I shot and I missed the bronze by three points. And this was within one week into practice. And I don't know, there was something about the sport or something about, you know, like owning your game and owning your, and the discipline of the sport itself. That the following week was Delhi State Championship. And uh, I shot and I won the gold. Whoa. And I never looked. I mean, there were competitions after that. And I think gold is the only uh, medal that I've had. So, and then eventually I went on to get a national rank. Uh, which is all in day six. And it is, uh, it's something that, you know, I would say it was a start of the personality that, that I have today. It created the base of person that I am. Beautiful. I think the, the traditions of the house really matter. Like, you know, what, what people, as a culture, like as a culture that you set up, uh, that really matters. And amazing. I am so happy you brought that up because I think, what is happening in homes today is quite opposite where children are so glued to devices and physical activity. We were not like, you know, oh no, but you have to be in the top five. If yeah. you can you please go have fun? You know, yeah. time of life. You remember being happy. You won't remember what you, you know, got in ninth standard in geography or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was something which was very inherent in our households. So nice. Um, and, um, what advice would you give your younger self? It's your beginning. Um, you know, I would I re- when you when you sent me the question, I had to really think about this one. Well, That's my job to make people cry. You really did. You got me. You to do that. Um, for a person like me who turns around and says thirty-five years and no regrets. I would definitely tell the younger kids to not be anxious about everything and things work out. Yeah. Like have faith. Have faith. Be patient. Things work out. And not every single event in life is life changing. It will yeah. it's not a milestone. You'll be fine. Like just you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think we as well as people around us make every event. Uh, so anxiety causing that I mean, you know you feel like you're doing the winning or something which is catastrophic but it's really not yeah small day tests and this that the other like I understand I mean we, it's not like you know my parents perhaps absolutely had no worry about academics they did hmm. but um, at, at a stage where in life where you're actually growing up as an individual as a whole yeah you have to tell yourself this in the exam is not going to make your life. Green <laughs> and it's okay. Exactly. Enjoy. Something that uh, I wish there were many other ways to tackle. I would tell myself that. I was an anxious child. Yeah, yeah. I think most of us were. So was I. And you know, there's one thing that I've learned from now, I think life coaching and everything that now when my child leaves for, leave for a test or an exam or a practical or anything, I tell him enjoy. Have fun. Stay easy. Sabhoja. 
so that yeah yeah you know because uh, when you enjoy you do better <laughs> yeah and one does instead of you know hearing get off the bus and come home here yeah but yeah. now i have to lie to my parents saying very good and 10 days later you know there is 3 or 10 are there exactly huh? i wish i wish we had that culture where parents heard us yes yeah. into more of you know our counterpart parents or our neighbors children doing well and all that yeah it could have helped in uh, the anxiety at least that yeah in fact i had very supportive parents but the problem was our teachers and the rest of the community yeah and so you know it's the culture around also that you pick up and i studied in a convent so god help me I pull words of Hindi and there's a complaint being written for. Okay, now you are. <laughs> so I'll I'll uh, uh, ask you the third question since you. Uh, what is the best way to make the most out of life? Since this podcast is for uh, youth, I it's for everyone, but I want youth to get most inspired. So, from your experience of life, what do you think is the best way to make the most out of life? Look at what to learn it but you take a day as it comes. Yeah. One day one day and it is it is a gift you can give yourself. Yeah. Like being in the moment. Yeah. Is um growth happens because you want to grow, right? Yeah. Growth is not going to happen when you are I'm sitting and wondering about what went wrong in the past, and absolutely worrying about the future. Because believe me, none of it can be accurate. Yeah. What you take care of the day in your time, and being grateful. Yeah. You know, yeah. The other day we have ten things to do. You achieve seven. I'm sorry, I've had this story. You let me. Nothing is here. I can't hear. All right. So, um, being grateful. Like the other day, I was thinking about it, and what. And this is what I would tell kids, you know, pick three things that you want to achieve, and add to it for the best. There we go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Leave it by the jewel, and make one sound. Absolutely, absolutely. And I so resonate with that. That you know, live every day as it comes, and be very clear about what you want. Yeah, yeah, no, very clear because then. Otherwise, they will have so many people telling you what you should want, which may not be. The media and then you know what everyone presenting a different life all together as they're living. Yeah, it's a lot fresh. Yeah, yeah, and especially on the younger generation, which is still, you know, right in the influence of one brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything is. Uh, I mean, it's. Take a break. Go have fun. Go on. But I was thinking about it and what. And this is what I would tell kids, you know, pick three things that you want to achieve, and act for the best. There we go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Leave it by the jewel, and make one sound. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I so resonate with that that you know, live every day as it comes, and be very clear about what you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, very clear because then. Otherwise, they will have so many people telling you what you should want, which may not be. And you know, everyone presenting a different life altogether as they're living. 
Yeah, so not pref- Yeah, yeah. And especially on the younger generation, which is still, you know, I'm not in the influence of one brain there. Yeah, yeah. So everything is, uh, I mean, it's, you can record, have fun, move on, but it, you know, like in our days, cartoon record came from it for two hours. It was not like, you know, we had to start dressing, you know, something like that. You didn't have to feel like that. Now, everybody has to follow a trend, and the trend is you, yeah. Wow. Absolutely. The trend is it. There's no trend to be fought. You know about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Out of mind. Now, I know that you've had a life full of struggles, though we've not discussed it so much in the podcast. So I wouldn't want to dwell on the struggles, but I'd still want you to tell us what is your coping mechanism to, you know, manage the difficult situations or if edits still you can give? Um, one, if it's a physical activity, then it's sports. When things go wrong, I go and play. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that is, and because you can't do anything about it, which one's going to say, right? You'd rather smash some balls and you play a game of sports when you go back. Because there's <laughs> God, I should be giving you a standing ovation for that answer. I love it. <laughs> or you know, oh, I mean, I of course I don't advocate for emotional eating, but more on with us. Well, depends on the taste. <laughs> it's not I'm not that I think if it's emotional eating, then fry it or and do the trick. Oh, then the... Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, me, I mean, my instincts are, yeah, I do go and play. Though, of course, eat. <laughs> Not that I'm in <laughs> quite enough, but, um, or I go and I drive around in my thar, which is the absolute love of my life. Yes. But what I do emotionally and mentally is I tell myself to stop analyzing. Yeah. Yeah. And tell myself to sleep over it. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, like whatever you have to do, whatever is going wrong, whatever you feel is being unfair, mm. will have a different, you I mean, you yourself have to give us diff- yourself a perspective to see it in a different way. Like yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Sleep over it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to rise above. Yeah, what mine is. Um, keep your head down. There, it'll pause. Yeah. And the one thing that I personally have realized about myself, and I've been told many a times, mm. uh, I have this maddening zeal to live life. I want. You know, like it, it, it excites me. The idea of tomorrow just makes me happy. Yeah. So, um, I think that was that is one of the reasons that, uh, for the experienced life. I say that I have had. Um, living it has been easy because I always knew that there are better times. There will be a good day. Wow. And how did you like know this? Like, was it a knowing always that there will always be better times, or do you think someone? First, as a child, it was curiosity. Yeah. My friends from college, it is, it's what my life revolves around. Beautiful. And uh, yeah. It's like, not taking life too seriously. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, at one point of time, I was very serious. Yeah, everything was like, oh my God. But then you can have these. Yeah. You can have the other one. <laughs> yeah. Your pets. Your yeah, pets. Yeah. Yes. That's it. So. Yeah. You look at them in the morning and they're just happy with you being fed and you get the cuddles and the love when you wake up in the morning to a really weird video from your friend. Oh, then you're just like, how are the kuiwat ni? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. Um, I think that is so great. And I hope that answer or that way of thinking helps the next generation of whoever is listening to this podcast understand that length. Enjoying is, I think, and being happy is our main job. And, you know, I think one of the things that I, I do for yesterday, I was talking to a child that I, I, mean, I am very, very fond of her. I love her very deeply. She's getting into, uh, she's getting married. Like she's about to get married. And what I constantly kept hearing the conversation, on, which is Dal. And what I have understood about Dal or fear as such is that it's totally fiction. Yeah. So, you know, I kept telling you as a bit of a fear is fiction. And that is something that our youth needs to know. Yeah. I know it will lie to you. It will tell you 10,000 things that can go wrong. And that it's just in your head. Just in your head. Exactly. Yes. It's your mind's yeah. uh, function to keep you in fear. And when you realize that, you know, whatever you, if the darkness around you is not, is not true. Hmm. Oh, series, Boston Legal. Oh, yes. Boss is a funny lawyer. Yes. Like, I'm an Alan Shore and Denny Crane. It is a series back in law school that I have, uh, I think the five seasons, I've seen it about three times in life. Yeah. Every time that I'm down and out, it is, you know, for some people, it's friends and all of that. I go back to Boston Legal. You get a nice small club. Got you yourself. Smoke a star and the next day, you're all guns blazing again, man. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It is, yes, that has shaped my life. One day at a time again. I mean, when you watch Boston Legal, that's what he does. Absolutely. One day at a time. I think one of the reasons why I got through Boston University also. Oh, no. I didn't want to come to Boston. I said, but Boston Legal. Yeah. <laughs> I have to like that name. Yeah, we're right Okay. Oh, that's where the dream started. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I was fortunate to do it. So. Beautiful. I think we should have to do another podcast to talk about that part of your life because I think when I spoke with you, we discussed and I just love the whole journey of going from strength to strength. Um, so if you had to record your life in a book, what would you call it? What would you name the book? Um, it would either be the Enigma the Enigma. Or, if you ask people around me, it would be the incorrigibly resilient one. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you call it the Enigma, the first one? Just I, people have, and I have always realized uh, that, you know, they, I'm perceived in two ways. Either you'll take to me, oh. or you'll be completely confused about the person that I am. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've, I've heard and seen a lot of uh, theories that people have come around it. Uh, I think 
for a person who's very outspoken and, you know, who doesn't call the spade a spade, to see people confused about who I am is, is quite uh, amusing. Yeah, I see that word. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it happens very often. And earlier, uh, as a child, I think I used to look for validation. Mm. That is something that uh, when I realized that, you know, I am the enigma and, I, and I'm very bit of all of it. Yeah, I mean, it's also because you're very authentic, very, very authentic. And <laughs> yeah. and most of uh, people, even I was uh, probably to some bit, we are constantly playing roles. You know, we're into massive role playing. And when you are in that identity, it is very difficult to absorb somebody who's just herself or himself. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone listens to you and then everyone says, like, I'll have comments like, but maybe you need to lower your confidence. <laughs> maybe you need to up yours, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. What confidence is there, man? Exactly. And I talk volumes about how people. Yeah, absolutely. You know that other people will be less jittery. I said, I'm so sorry. Calm, calm, jitter somewhere else then. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious, nice. Lovely. I love that. So, you know, I think uh, though my last question is about like people and children of young adults are feeling very lonely and discouraged and anxiety and depression happening so much. So, um, though I think you've shared such amazing gems uh, hmm. throughout the dialogue, but is there something uh, in the closing that you want to say? There are expectations and there are assumptions. And both of them lead you to not wanting to build a own self. Yeah. I have, I left home when I was 17. Um, I've never been lonely. I've lived alone, yes. Mm. When you start adding to yourself, when you start uh, investing in yourself, when you start adding skills like reading or writing or journaling, yeah. In the way life is moving right now and the pressures that we are thrown under. Mm. I mean, it's around take care of your health and primarily mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Goes without. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, in your And I think it's also because of the culture of comparison that is there. Mm. Yeah. Because we look at ourselves and our lives in comparison with others and in comparison, you will always fall short somewhere. And then some point the word, right? I mean, in art, there was a point where everyone wanted to do engineering. And then it was a wave of NBAs. Yeah. So not to be a part of the word. Yeah. Yeah. That you have to get to the top, then, well, it's always alone at the top. There's no crowd up there. Yeah. Yeah. You talk out your own journey, but invest in yourself. Every. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And also be going for a run. Open. Yes. And also be singing at the top of your voice. Yeah. And enjoying your own company. Enjoying your own company. It's important. Yeah. Be kind to yourself. Be, really, really be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautifully said. If it helps, the little one, this thing. And her. 
I'm sure it will. I think uh, your journey, I every answer of the podcast is going to really, really help. I love the way you look at life, the way you view life. I, I think that is what we need today. And uh, we'll do another one on so many initiatives that you have. And uh, so we close this uh, podcast, Pavia. Thank you so much for this conversation. I enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you for the questions. Thank you. <laughs> Always welcome. Good. It made me think. <laughs> All right. Blunt with your podcast, and I hope that you get to interact with a lot of other beautiful women. In oh, yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will. I will do my best to create even, uh, you know, as beautiful conversations as we had here. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, listeners, and uh, you can listen to this episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot of other platforms. Thank you.